Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wayne Presents with me, your host, Valerie, coming to you from the 2022 Just for Laughs Moon Tower Comedy Festival. My sometime co-host, Miss Purrington, is resting at home. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. You can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at ComedyWham or on our ComedyWham Facebook page. In addition to podcasts, ComedyWham brings you articles, album reviews, our new column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy. Have you checked out our events page for live shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW? If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, go to the events page and click Submit a Show to complete the short survey. If you like the new survey, send us a quick review and we'll share your review and promo your show on Instagram. How many times can I say review, review, review? Now let's get back to our podcast. With over 200 interviews since its launch in 2016, the podcast is your anthropology lesson in Austin comedy, bringing you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the comedy world as fascinating offstage as it is on stage. Please rate in, here's that word, review us. Today, we are recording live on location at the Driscoll Hotel. Uh, originally from Puerto Rico, our guest moved to Florida and then to New York. And when we sat down with him in 2017, he'd already been on MTV's Decoded and Comedy Central's Funny Cause It's True and had landed just for last Montreal. And he was also touring with Tone Bell. We'll revisit a few things from our first time talking five years ago. Since then, he has racked up appearances on Fallon Tonight, Conan, HBO's Entre Nos, and Tone Bell's special Can't Cancel This. And he is one of the nicest comics you will ever talk to. And now Comedy Wham presents our guest. Welcome back, Rojo Perez. What is up? <laughs> that is a lot of words. Uh, I told before. you long-winded <clears throat> intro. <laughs> I was I got excited. I was like, "Who's the guest?" <laughs> that sounds like a fun person. <laughs> it's you. It's you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, apologize for my voice. It's it's a little shot. It's day three of a festival, uh, so I'm trying. Yeah. I'm out here knocking back OJ's, or <laughs> the OJ, orange juice. <laughs> Two o'clock in the afternoon, <sighs> kicking those OJ's. Yeah. <laughs> it's been five years since you've been to Moon Tower. I didn't realize, yeah. I know. I didn't realize it, too. I, you know, everything got messed up with a, yeah. the pandemic that we all lost, like, two years of, like, timeline. Yeah, I was supposed to come and do... 2020 i was booked to do that they were like september something that year and 20 and then that one got knocked out and you were just like all right i guess i'll never go back (laughs) i guess that was it well that's good that you stayed on the you know the jfl and moon tower radar to to come no i love it i love such a fun festival uh shows are great it's a i was trying to describe it to someone yesterday it's not stuffy business but it's not amateur everybody getting fucked up yeah like it's somewhere in between the yeah. festival's like no we're having fun but everybody's here yeah. as a professional at what they do and it's a l- much more workers festival of just yeah. like you do the sets and you see everyone and you have a couple cocktails and then mm-hmm. everybody go home uh so it's been fun yeah it's been nice to see people and since you have been involved with, with the JFL Montreal, how would you compare it? Especially this year, uh, the JFL is, like, involved for the first time. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think JFL 
brings a different sort of pressure. Mm. Montreal kind of gives you. That's what I mean. And like that one's when I say stuffy, I don't mean like bougie. Yeah. I mean like there's a lot of industry and there's like right. kind of how you move around and navigate through the festival and like you're like who's this and we'll talk like this hasn't become yeah. that. So it's it doesn't have like. You want to do well, but it's because you want to do well because all the peers are, are good. Mm-hmm. So you see people who are on the lineup with you that you go, I want to make sure they see me do well. Yeah. But Montreal's more of a, you're looking around and you're very like, oh, who's going to talk to me? And uh, what are we talking about? Should I know who this person is? Mm-hmm. And like, and this sort of, uh, it feels much more work yeah. off stage in Montreal than the festival, than this one does. Yeah. Um, so that's why I say this is like the happy m- this feels like the Lexus. It ain't, it ain't the fanciest thing we have in the world, but it ain't a Hyundai accent. You know what I mean? It's very good. I want to live in a world where a Lexus is not considered fancy. That's right. No, it's good. It's good. It's above. Um, Rahul, let's talk about a couple of things that I picked up when I was re-listening to our, our episode uh, there were a handful of things. One is happy almost 15 year anniversary of you doing comedy. Oh wow, that's a scary one. Yeah, summer 2007, you started it all at Coco yeah. Nuts. I do remember Coco Nuts. Uh, still haven't had me back. I don't know how many credits I need before Coco Nuts invites me to do their, their fucking holiday in room. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. Uh, one day I'll make it. Maybe on my second HBO special, Coco Nuts will ask me to come through and do a Wednesday night. One night only. One night midweek. We got you before the juggler. Can you come? Oh my gosh. Uh, yes, yeah, since, since I uh, help with our, our events page. Uh, I I do now see clubs that you know they have their their magic acts. It's like, how how do you do that? How do you balance uh, bringing Sunday you know, five p.m. <laughs> that magic show gonna be hot. There's gonna be three hundred moms in that bitch, and they gonna love it. And then the seven p.m. show starts, and there's twenty, and you're like, oh, maybe it should just be a magic club yeah. with a side of comedy. Maybe we picked the wrong maybe, yeah. <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> Okay, a uh, couple of other things are, we, we, we talked about your background and how you had at the time chosen to um, put your, your Puerto Rican culture out to an audience. Like you didn't want to do caricatures. Yeah. Uh, when you like when you would talk about your mom, you were like, "I'm not going to do yeah. a character because that's not how she talks." And at the same time, we were talking about George Lopez and John Leguizamo. And the reason I'm bringing this up particularly is because um, earlier this year, I actually bucket list item got to see George Lopez perform. Oh, nice! And hearing you talk about um, about how he approaches bringing his culture to an audience was very fascinating to listen to the deliberate approach you were taking then and I'm wondering has anything evolved for you and how you bring because now I feel like over the past five years especially with the hurricane you're uh, I would say more activism towards the people of, of Puerto Rico and your country and going back like I feel like you wear it more on your sleeve Yes, um, I, I'd i say I'm probably much more comfortable with 
who I am and where I come from and what I talk about. I still, but even I still, there's still a, the core is still there of you're not gonna hear me do accents. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna hear me do. We laugh. We laugh together. We're not laughing at. Yeah. That to me is always a very big point yeah. of. I'll talk about Puerto Rico. I would do plenty of stuff about the hurricane. Um, <clears throat> I would talk about growing up there. I'll talk about growing up pretty country. But it's never... Look at these bumpkins. <laughs> Isn't that funny? The, like, it's never that to me. So I'm so down at the core, that's still present. Uh, I think I'm much more comfortable. I think I've gotten much more comfortable in my skin, so I know how to talk about it now. I know exactly what I'm trying to put forward. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the ignorant stuff, I keep it for Puerto Rico. That I do it on the island. Like, no, we all laugh here together, quietly. We can't let them know we, we, we think this is funny. <laughs> um, speaking of growing more comfortable, another thing that you mentioned was the fact that you, at the time, were still writing word for word. Your jokes, have you this broken? Is, uh, I'll answer that in a second, but this okay. is uh, this is terrifying because it just goes, you know some shit you said five years ago? Know, <laughs> Let's right? see if it Don't still worry, holds up. <laughs> Let's see I only picked the good things that you said. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I don't, I don't. I've lost that habit a bit of uh, sitting down and writing out word for I'll go... I tend to bullet bullet point it out now. Mm. I'll do it once or twice. Yeah. And then once I catch some rhythm, then I'll sit and write now off the audio. Uh, and, but everything's still right now, but it's not, it doesn't come first anymore. Necessarily. Sometimes it does, but it doesn't like, uh, if, it's, if it's a story, then I'll try to sit down and write it out. But if it's, I'm just kind of talking about this topic and we uh, there's something funny here but not sure where, yeah. uh, I'll bullet point that out more and just kind of... Yeah. But it's, I think that also just comes with trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've got, I've, I've got much more comfortable in trusting what I think is funny is funny. Mm-hmm. So there isn't that much of a, I need this so structured and yeah. I need this so tight because I need to make sure. It, it's like, yeah. no, I trust we'll find... Something will tickle y'all in this. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that allow you to have more fun? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I think it allows me to... Uh, it allows me to stay more in the moment uh. and stay present because I have to be here for what I'm talking to you about if I don't have it written out. Yeah. If I know the where the if I know a joke that works and I know what it is, I could be delivering it to you and my head's already thinking about the next joke or thinking about how do I tag it, how do I cuz I already have that set. Yeah. This is muscle memory. But mm-hmm. if it's something I'm just still trying to play with, I'm, I have to be much more here. Yeah. And go bit by bit. Uh So yeah, that's what I think mm-hmm. it helps me with. Yeah. Um I'm distracted by the, our musical soundtrack. I had another, I had a follow-up question for you. Oh, okay. So, at the time that we talked, um, you hadn't been on Fallon, you hadn't been on Conan yet. Uh, I don't remember which came first. Conan was the first one. Conan was a few years back. Um, 
Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a fun, a quick, I'll tell that story real quick. Um, they, so I've been going back and forth at the time with the booker for what felt like two years. Um, I get a, um, I get a text on, <clears throat> on a Thursday from the booker going, hey man, are you in LA next week by chance? And I was literally just going for... I was actually just going for Tone Bell's birthday. Oh. It was... I was flying in oh Monday, leaving Wednesday. <laughs> like, it was just like, I'm coming just to kick it for his birthday. Uh-huh. We're going to do, like, a fun thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm in Kansas City that Thursday. And I go, actually, I'm going to be there Monday through Wednesday. Uh, you trying to... You want to grab a drink? Come to... we all doing this thing. Because uh-huh. uh, he's such a... The book is a great dude. Like, it was, it was never like, oh, I need something from him he's just a fun dude yeah to kick it with so he would we'd hang out and he he goes uh do you he goes can you do the set and i'd been so long in this process i thought he wanted to see it live again uh-huh. and i go yeah man i guess I, yeah i could run it uh if, is there somewhere you want me to do it or should I find a, a, a show? Uh-huh. And he goes, um, oh, I was just thinking at Warner Brothers. <laughs> and I go, oh, you mean the thing. <laughs> the, thing. the thing. Yeah, 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 I could do the thing. <laughs> um, so that is a Thursday. He goes, uh, I'm Wait, in. Wait, so the, are you freaking out? I'm in the car driving to the comedy club for the first for the first night of the show this weekend at Kansas City Improv. <laughs> And I'm in the car with the GMs in the front, and I'm just like, the GM and Tone are just bullshit. It's almost uh-huh. that. And I go, man, I think I just booked Conan, guys. Uh, and everybody they were like, what? And I go, I think that's what this means. But uh, here, I'm, I got to wait for him to call me to confirm. Uh-huh. I go on stage, and I'm on stage. I put my phone on airplane mode. I get off. I have a voicemail from him. Hey, man, I called. Hit me back. I call, he don't pick up. So now Thursday go by. Oh I got. Gosh. I think I got it, but I don't know. Yeah. Friday, I don't hear anything. Oh. All day. And then I'm trying to be like, because I don't know the protocol, so I'm like, I don't want to look too desperate. Yeah. So I ain't, no, he better text me. I ain't going to text him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be thirsty. <laughs> uh, Friday or nothing. Uh, Saturday, he sends me a text going, hey, how you? how's the set going? And I go, I've been running in Kansas City. I think it's cool. And then he goes, there's anything you want to change? And I, how, there's anything you want to move? And I, I, he calls me. And I go, hey, man, I really would like to add this joke that's new. And I tell him what it is. And he just goes, huh. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> that's the, there, was, there wasn't like a ha. He was like, huh. Yep, that's funny. Yep, okay, put it in. Uh, we'll take this out. Great. And then, uh, yeah. Alright, uh, I'll see you at the party Monday and then I'll see you Tuesday on set. And I was oh like, my gosh. Yeah, it was. Uh, so that's always a fun story. Um, it's so funny how the bookers are like complete poker faces. It's, yeah, they. Um, they must know what's going on on the other they side. They know what the yeah. hell fun it is. Uh, <laughs> the, the booker for Fallon, who, who I've. Lucky enough, he I've known well for a couple of years. He used to scout for NBC, so he I, he'd seen me since like coming up through the Stand Up for Diversity program. He'd seen me for years, so yeah. I knew he was. 
uh, I got that one actually leaving Austin last time. I was doing a weekend here at Vulcan, I think, yeah. a while back, uh, last summer. And I get a text from the booker and he goes, Hey man, do you like Ozuna? Who's a reggaeton artist? Oh, okay. Uh, it was a very one. And I go, uh, I mean, he's no bad bunny, but he's cool, <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> fucking around. Who is? Nobody, yeah. nobody so can I'm, be. So I'm thinking he asked me because I thought he was going to offer me tickets because oh. the date had fallen through. There was a time I was supposed to do family, didn't work out. So I think that I thought in my head, like, he's doing something nice. Yeah. And he goes, all right, cool. So it's going to be John Hamm, Ozuna, and you this date. John Hamm? Yeah, so John, uh, (laughs) so, but unfortunately, the day of the taping, uh, they're still in the COVID protocols yeah. so they didn't have anybody they didn't want you walking mm. around the the hallway you had yeah. to stay in your dressing room uh but i kept going to the bathroom hoping i'd run <laughs> into john ham just in case i'd be like oh man you pee i pee too this is wild we should be friends we should probably kick it <laughs> uh but i never saw him but you watch that episode and you go oh i see how john ham a superstar you watch it and you go, the way that man turns it on yeah. for the camera and was ready to play and ready to be charming and funny. Yeah. And ha- like, and I was like, this is all. It was pretty, it was pretty impressive to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I've watched him a f- the times he's hosted SNL. And it's like, because when he first was on SNL, the only thing he'd really been known as the, you know, the big time was, oh my gosh, why am I blanking? The, the Mad Men? Yeah. Yeah. Which I never watched, but I thought, mm. oh, that's a dramatic show, you know, yeah. you, now you've got this dramatic actor, but man, is he funny. So yeah, I can he's imagine. Extremely he's extremely funny. And he likes, com- like, he's, go- he's, there's been comedy shows he'll, he'll go to yeah. and like, so he's, yeah, he's a fan of comedy. Yeah. I was just bummed I couldn't yeah. meet him. Yeah, yeah, man, you're so close. How the fuck can I kick yeah, it with you? Right. <laughs> oh, how exciting. And how do you compare those? Like, do you have a, a f- favorite? It must have been weird to have yeah. done through the COVID. I experience. definitely have a favorite. No, no need to pay, say which one yeah. it is, but I definitely got one. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> the, the experiences for me personally were so different. Uh, because the first one felt Conan's the real first real real stand-up credit yeah. I get uh, so that one felt much more thankful yeah I felt like oh my god thank you for having me this is such a like this felt more like yeah I should be here I've done yeah. the work I've done that this is just and it, it felt more like a job yeah. rather than the first one was just like I was just more big eyed and kind of like wow this is like mm-hmm. cool uh, so I enjoyed both experiences yeah. but for their own thing Fallon was more like hey man this is what I do I come I do jokes yeah. I do great we leave yeah. like it was very like um, and it, I was much looser like Jimmy comes and meets you before the show yeah. uh, and he uh, he like he did this like he did the most Jimmy Fallon knock I've ever heard <laughs> whatever you think that knocking of the door sounds like I'll bet that's what it is and he go 
do the fucking wild knock on the door. So you clearly know it's him. So as he does the knock, I open the door and I go, oh, my man, I'm busy. Can you give me a sec? And just leave the door. And he goes, ah. And they started laughing. I was like, all right, we off to a fun start. Like, it just felt more of a, a belonging sense yeah. for me. So that's, I think, the biggest thing. Because both shows were great. The staff was great. It was just yeah. that, it's, for me, it's where I was. It was just where I was at that time to compare to where I am just growth-wise, yeah. comedically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought they were great. It was very nice. Um, Fallon couldn't have gotten better. They were like, I was... As it's happening, I don't realize it's happening. Uh, as the set's going well, you're like, I think this is going well, but this don't feel... Well, and if, if it was happening during COVID and they were This was the first about... one they brought at the full room was back. Oh, okay. That was the first oh. show that had 100% so capacity. Had so I had the, the, the real yeah. audience. Because I think a week or two before Vecchione had done it, and his was half. They were only doing half seating mm-hmm. still. And before that, nobody had audience. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were doing some live ones for a, a bit, uh, shooting them at comedy clubs because they didn't have audiences at show shows. Yeah. Um, so I get the first one back 100%, and uh, it was j- it just uh, it w- it felt like a perfect storm. Yeah. It felt like everything hit exactly the way you had hoped it hit, and like. It bombed the night before, so I was like, "Oh, I think we're gonna be okay. Uh-huh. I think we. I needed to get this bomb out, but I knew it was coming. I, you knew you're like, I'm, I'm sniffing it out. I know it's gonna bomb because I've been running it too much. I know somewhere here, and I'm yeah. like, now I'm just like nitpicking at the the nuance of the breathing of where I look on this, where I sell this. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm just like so detailed. That I go, it's, somewhere is gonna bomb. It's too yeah. technical right now, and I could feel it." but I caught the bomb the night before and then I did a regular set that it wasn't that set just to f- just wash it off yeah. and that went well and I was like oh we I think we good I yeah. think we we gonna be fine um, and the set just starts going well and I don't realize I don't realize they're starting to stand up either it doesn't even hit me uh-huh. they're standing up standing ovation standing as like they're clapping and then it's like it's good night and I did everything and I was like man you reference what you needed to and like hopefully they're not angry at the Puerto Rico thing but whatever so like I'm prosper but you're just still like smiling being like let's smile for the camera let's smile for the camera and then Jimmy walks up and he is uh he like puts his hand behind my back he goes man that was uh that was one of the best sets we've had on this show and I go that's crazy thank you and he points and he goes look they're standing and that's when it like hit me and I go Jimmy I think I'm about to cry (laughs) and he started laughing and he hugged me and then he says good night and then he was I mean it was such a great experience but it really didn't like yeah it was it was a pretty weird surreal moment to like to have him be the one to go dude this is amazing yeah so Does that give you chills when you think about it? Uh, I, yeah, I, I never really tell the story because yeah. it feels, I don't know. I don't like talking about it. It's always like, you did it cool, what's the next one? Yeah. What's the next thing we, how, 
So, but yeah, when I as I'm telling now, yeah, yeah. I do feel like I felt something to me. Like, yeah. oh, I, I never tell it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if if anybody's listening to this and they're especially since we have that recording of you five years ago, like I wonder if five years ago if you'd been taping for for them if you would have had the foresight to say okay I'm going to really run my set really technical really hard a few nights before and then just let go to just I didn't have it I wouldn't I didn't have the I don't I don't think I could break down a set that way even Mm. five years ago I think five years ago I could look at a set and go this is why that's I get that that's funny I don't think I could get to the point where I go right here man they're not laughing because you looking down if you look up, that's gonna the words the same, but it'll get uh, like it's that that little nuance of it. I don't think I had it back then. To huh. so now, I can watch me or watch anybody and go, oh, this is why that didn't work. This is exactly it. nothing's wrong here. You're mm-hmm. the mic's too high and you covered your mouth, so we didn't see the selling point of mm-hmm. the verb. Like the yells too loud, bring that mic. Like it's little stuff like that where now I can break it down as if like it were a playbook yeah. back then I didn't think I had it and I just didn't have that muscle yet um, so no I would have yeah. bombed five years ago <laughs> <laughs> you're in a very select group of people who has done the HBO Entrenos and that I don't again I didn't look at the timing of each of the to me these three show pieces of, of your you know TV yeah. uh, special-ish um, events. So when did Entrenos happen? Um, that happens... Eight. Man, I want to say November 2019 or November 2018. One of those yeah. two. Um, <clears throat> that's another one. I mean, man, I've been blessed enough that these opportunities off kind of come out of quietly nowhere as mm-hmm. in just like not fishing for them you work and you work and you work and yeah. then you get a little a little nugget you, and somebody yeah. goes hey man you want to come do this thing uh, like the producer hit me up on Facebook <laughs> for this show. I swear to you I have a Facebook message I went hey man I'm producing this thing for HBO I've seen you you've been wrecked by a few people you want to come do it and they were like, uh, can we get an email? <laughs> can we get some sort of correspondence? That this ain't spam. Troll? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I honestly forget when that one comes out. That was uh, that was cool because of who you do it with. So for anybody who doesn't know, at the time, this one. HBO Latino was still a channel. Rather, I feel like everything just HBO Max now. But back when they still had. HBO Latino, they started doing these stand-up sets uh, called Internos, um, and they'd be like compilation hours, as in there'd be four you to do an hour together, so everybody does about 15, and that would be the special, and that, like hours was called Spot On. Um, <clears throat> so they started giving people a chance, uh, so that was cool because it was... Um, it was Eric Rivera, who I've known for years, excellent comedian. Vanessa Gonzalez, who, I mean, I know she, she's she's Austin's sweetheart, and I yeah, love I love yeah. her, man. She she's so funny, mm-hmm. and Christian Ramirez, who I've known, who I knew, we kind of started similar time in New York, so I've known him, I knew him for years. So it was a nice and be like, oh, everybody who's on this, 
are are homies and the, yeah. there was a there wasn't an ego sort of thing I was just like we all doing this thing we yeah. all like each other and we all like we were all in each other's green room before the taping like bullshit and making fun yeah. like loose so that was fun um the the experience itself was cool uh I, the, the only problem is you don't have when it's the short sets like that you don't have edit control mm. uh, <clears throat> so the 15 that ended up Aaron might I don't think it would have been the 15 I would have huh. picked uh-huh. uh, I think I did about 22 so I think I would have picked a couple other things yeah. to put in there but that's just X's and O's that's small mm. you know what I mean it had none, that's just what it is that's, yeah. you know it walking into something like that you don't have control over it sure um but overall, yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought there was some... I think there's some. There's a couple stories in there that I'm happy are out. Because I, I wouldn't otherwise do them anymore. Mm-hmm. And they would have never really gotten the love. Like, I think the hurricane stuff is all in there. And I had, like, that was the window to do it. Because if not, I would have never gotten it out. Yeah. So, I, so that, to me, was, like, cool, good timing aspects of it. Um, but, yeah, man... Uh, I don't know. It is. They all just like. <clears throat> I don't know if you like this, or I'll just go. Once I've done something, you go. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess it's whatever, right? Yeah. You did it. You can't be that amazing. You fucking did it. Uh, <laughs> um, they all just. To all your fans and the people who. That's what I'm you know, sure it is. Like, oh my god! Yay, Rojo! And that's very yeah. nice. It's just they always. Uh, to me, it always. They're not mild. It doesn't feel like a milestone. It feels like stepping stone. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm using this. So we keep going. We looking up. We looking at whatever the next thing is, whatever the, the push is. Uh, so that's why it's like, I don't want it to sound like I'm not grateful for that. I've, I've had a lot of fun doing them. Uh, please, HBO, give me money again and I will come back. Um, but yeah. Given the casual nature in which you got each of these, what I mean, do you just kind of want to wait for the casual nature of okay, we're ready for you to tape your, you know, no, half I hours. mean, but that, but it's just the um, the time that was in the casual nature of me is so much time had gone into it that I didn't think it was going to happen. Mm. So that so you kind of it becomes an afterthought. Yeah. It becomes secondary. So like right now, I'd, of course, I'd love to do an hour. I yeah. want to do the hour. I'm sitting on the hour. I'm dying for someone to go. Hey man, come yeah. do the hour. Uh, but I can't. I think it. I, I really uh, to put in perspective. I it's not healthy for me mm. to go through. Earn yearning for this thing and like just obsessing over yeah. when is Netflix gonna offer me and now when is uh, HBO or show whatever it is just going you do the work and you just keep doing the work yeah. and as you're going through sometimes the comedy gods throw you a little token and you go <clears throat> this is the work sometimes the tokens are bigger than others sometimes it's an invite to moon tower and you go, oh man, that's dope. That's the festival's amazing. I'd love to just be yeah. a part of it. And that's a little token you got dropped. Or sometimes you go, here's the hour. Or here, we can't do the hour, but here's a half hour. And we'll do this much. And you go, all right, here's 
here's a little drop into the the bucket. Yeah. But it's it's uh, the only thing I can focus on is how funny can you get. That's like <clears throat> I think I was able to put that in perspective, and it's really helped me out over the past few years. Yeah. Um, and I feel healthier, like in my day to day in my bitterness in my how I even write what I'm writing about um, yeah so yeah. that so that's kind of like we all we have a plan we're working at it but it's also this can't define I know I'm good at what I do yeah. when someone's willing to go yes we, we see what you see then we go great. I'm a crush that bitch. And then when, it, and then when it, you know what I, yeah, 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 of course. Why wouldn't it? And then they'll go. What took so long? You go. I don't know. Y'all tell me. And nothing to do with me. I've been here the whole time. Um, yeah. So. As somebody who's migrated from the writing uh, everything word for word to letting go of that, getting to watch you now for two nights in a row at the surrounded show, Mike Falzone's show, where the crowd is the material. Yeah. Uh, watching you do that is that level of crowd work something that you're just oh, recently I hate it oh you hate it I, I mean and I'll say this all tongue in cheek I love Mike I love the show <laughs> but I hate it <laughs> um, I don't no, it's a it's a very fun muscle to work out and Mike does set such a warm environment yeah. as a host of that show yeah. and the crowds have been great because they get what the what it is, but mm-hmm. I don't know. My crowd work is always I'm doing quote unquote crowd work to yeah. get you to say what I need you to say for me to do this joke. Yeah, cause I know how to end. I know what the exit strategy is. Yeah, where the here there is no exit strategy, and you're just like, all right, Bob, I guess I'm done talking to you, uh, <laughs> and you just kind of like try to see what you get like those sets to me i have no clue if i've done well or not on either of them because i don't i don't even hear i'm not hearing the laughter if in the moment i'm just like i'm so processing and trying to go like what he just say who's the callback who do i reference what's behind me is the light coming ever like it's uh, fascinating to watch so it is it's been fun and i'm happy i got i'm gonna do end up doing it three times Mm -hmm during the festival uh and that's very cool they trust me that much to go yeah. hey man i don't know if you know you don't do crowd work but you're doing it this weekend <laughs> um yeah it's been fun but no i'm not it is so out of my comfort zone uh, well you yeah. look like a pro doing it so, oh thank you yeah, right. yeah. I appreciate all that you know hard work leads you to new and new newer skills yeah yeah, yeah. It's uh, but no, it's been very fun. It's been fun to yeah. see everybody. Yeah. When when the world shut down, I imagine that was brutal, especially in New York, where they took closing things down. Yeah. Probably among the strictest in, in the country. Did you stay put in in New York, or did you find your way out? I um. I stay, we shut down, I want to say late March, early April, maybe, was the last, I remember I was at New York Comedy Club the last night, where they were like, it was like a Tuesday or something, and we're like, alright guys, I guess, uh, 
I'll see you after spring break. <laughs> or like, I guess I'll see you after the break. Um, yeah. And uh, we were like, yeah, I'm in in two weeks. So I'm sure we'll be, we'll see everybody yeah. again. Uh, and so I stay in New York, April, May. Then it kind of feels like we on hold by then. And uh, I had to go. I ended up going to Puerto Rico to help with my my grandma with some some health issues uh so i was able to get out what was supposed to go for like a week and then <clears throat> but it was like a week after the quarantine so like a week of quarantine and then i was gonna go for a week so yeah. two weeks and i get out there and my my manager at the time we jump on the phone and i was like hey this is what i'm dealing with she's like there's no reason for you to come back right now wow. she's like you can audition from if something comes up you can audition from there and you can do writing pack if, for writing stuff and people are starting to like zoom was already doing but shows so like you can like she was like if you don't want to you don't really need so i ended up saying like three months wow <clears throat> um in puerto rico and uh looking back at it i um <clears throat> What's unfortunate is, it's unfortunate what happened, but looking back, I unknowingly needed that time. Hmm. I wasn't in a good space, uh, emotionally, mentally, um, with stand-up, with my day-to-day, and I don't even know... I can't pinpoint when it happened, but I remember just like two months in of being in Puerto Rico. I woke up one day, I was just like, it was a different weight. It was just like, oh, God, can I fuck? Wow, is that air? <laughs> like, you know what? I, like, it felt like just something just yeah, odd. Yeah. And it took me like a couple months of just kind of being out of the rat race yeah. to go, you don't know you're unhealthy because you're in it day to day. Yeah. So you don't see it. Till there's some time taken out, uh, yeah, and that's when that's kind of a big moment where it's similar to what we were talking about before of what defines me or what can define me or what I allow to define yeah. me and how much pressure and it puts on myself. Uh, I, yeah, um, my hair was falling out a few years back, like, like uh, I had to go get like steroid injections. Cause it, and it was just a stress-related thing, and I didn't know how not to. Yeah. Um, so looking back, yeah, I think it's, it's a very unfortunate why it happened because of what we all went through, but I needed something of this, some break like that to, like, really reset. Yeah. And, like, I came out of, like, after I came back from Puerto Rico, I started riding in Puerto Rico, and everything I was riding was friendlier. Mm. was just an air of just like this is just fun yeah there's goofy shit and like oh how fun is this <laughs> like it wasn't just like hitting a point trying to say something trying to like write the next great long five minute chunk or like it was just it felt different yeah. um <clears throat> and it put me back in like it i it put me back in like with it yeah in the sense of like i always love stand-up Sometimes I don't like this bitch. And then you go, you put me back in like with you. I like you now. I want to kick it. Um, And now that things are easily getting back into that rat race universe, are you able to hang on to? Because I'm very aware of it. Now I know what it's like. Yeah. 
now I know what it was. Now I know uh, the concept of how much do I need to say yes to and what am I saying yes to and are you just doing it because you think you need to do it or are you doing it to get are you putting work into for that thing it's just not like I just need to get on this show I don't care yeah. I don't it genu- I don't know when I ask people they are fucking around when I say I genuinely don't care hmm. if you like people ask me like about certain clubs why don't I, why I don't work them and I, I don't know but also I don't I can't worry about a yeah. space that doesn't want me in it. I can only worry about the space I'm in and I'm invited to. The space I get to work out, that's where I will go and do my best. Mm-hmm. But I can't worry about why some other fucking four walls and a microphone don't want me. Yeah. It don't like it doesn't do anything for me. So I'm able to to stay very grounded on that level and like be able to check myself when I do find myself leaning and be like, "Hey man, refocus understand what we're doing keep keep going mm-hmm. uh so yeah i am able to stay with it at least for now hopefully it's yeah. going i have been i'm so glad that it took five years for us to sit back down because you have grown so much like not just the, yeah thank the you TV um, stuff but like the mental awareness and being grounded and yeah it does feel much i do generally do feel much more at ease and much more comfortable in who i am yeah. and what makes me funny yeah. Or why, like, that part of it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything we haven't talked about that you want people to know about you? Yeah. Okay. Listen to my album, Words. This bitch is streaming now. I, I don't even I, care. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you at home. I'm talking right <laughs> into the mic. I don't care if you listen to it. Hit play, walk out the room. I don't. I need them streams. I don't care. If it's, it's done, hit play, leave. Put on your face. Let me get that Pandora money. <laughs> Wait, is it on Pandora? <laughs> it's on everywhere. Pandora, Tidal, Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, Apple TV. Yeah. I think it's, it's on MySpace. one Roku. There's one Roku that has it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now you just need to press it on vinyl. Mm. <laughs> I got cassettes made. Y'all could get. I'll, I'll send y'all cassettes. I got cassettes with download cards. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go back into the wayback machine. Okay. One of the things that I do with this podcast is I always ask one word to describe your past and one word to describe your future. So five years ago, your past was normal. And five years ago, your future word was bright. Okay. Now I don't. That's know pretty optimistic change. of myself. <laughs> uh, five years ago. <laughs> uh, um. Anything you would change about either of those? Uh, yeah, because I guess yeah, I don't think the past. I would change the past. I don't think uh, my past was the future. My past now is what the future I saw yeah. then. Uh, I'd, uh, I'd say past is hectic, mm-hmm. is where I would go now. Uh, future? Meek! Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not so bright! <laughs> no, I will not allow that. Um, uh, <laughs> My future is, yeah, just beginning. 
I think that's where I'm seeing it. Yeah. yeah. I think we we're at the we're at the foot of what I hope to be a pretty cool ten years. Well, I hope I don't have to wait five years. I mean, I know you helped us with the online shows, but we didn't get to chat then. Yeah. So I hope it's not five years before we. I hope if we do this in five years, I better be at a live show. (laughs) This should be one of us better have fans by then. (laughs) (laughs) It's gotta be you. The future rests on. All right. Well, um, that is a wrap on Comedy Grand Presents Rojo Perez. Uh, tell us where we can find you on social media. Go Thank ahead and you. Put another plug for that cassette. Uh, it album. is at Rojo Perez with three Z's, um, and then RojoPerez.com for shows. And the album is called Words. Please stream it. I'm telling you, my my landlord would be real happy if you streamed uh, this album. <laughs> Uh, thank you all so much as always for having me yeah. so great seeing you so fun yeah. well we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Rojo got to be the comedic genius and also who's grown in the five years since we last talked to him that you heard today just as much as I have this has been Comedy Wham presents Rojo Perez I'm Valerie and that's been funny thank you Rojo thank you